Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and I'm joined again by my very special guest. He is... Harper Harris from The Thing Minute. Woo! Um, we're here with our boy Bert for Minute 42. Back again. Back again, and I swear if I could figure out I can't even remember if Bert is in gold member, but if I accidentally give you those minutes, that would be, who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Yeah, I can't remember because I remember before seeing it that I was wondering if it was going to be like Bert Backrack and Elvis Costello and somebody else. Like if they were just going to keep adding people to it. But it's been, that's, I think I, I've only seen gold member like maybe t- two or three times and it's been a really, really long time. So I don't remember. Yeah, I lost that DVD a long time ago, so I'm... <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. By the way, since you mentioned it, the the Austin Powers DVDs were like among the first ones that I bought. And I suspect they're among the first ever made because they're hilarious. (laughs) They're like, I love that it's like, they're like, oh, it's a DVD. So we got to like really take advantage of this. So there's all the, like today when I was looking at it, I went to the special features and it like, Austin like introduces them and then he like holds out a hand and like points to the buttons as they come. Oh my God. It's so like, they never do that stuff anymore. That's such a like early DVD age thing to do. And I kind of love it. Yeah. Cause there's like ones way back that they used to like explain. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he does it. Cause I don't think I own the other two on DVD, but I can't remember any of gold members. I think they kind of stopped doing that at gold member or whatever, Yeah, but they could be like, Oi, go to the deleted scenes and like watch us be groovy or something like that. <laughs> right. Stupid. As you're like clicking through, they'll like explain stuff. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, it's like when you click on special features, he's like, You're a naughty one. And then it like, <laughs> it, it, it's like funny, but it takes like 35 seconds just to get to the next menu because they have to like do all this goofy shit before you can actually click on anything. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's pretty funny. Well, that's. Uh... I, that's a shame that we don't do that anymore. Like Blu-ray is so much like more crisp and there's more like, I feel like you can put more on a Blu-ray. Oh yeah, definitely. That's the so whole idea. Bring it back. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I I imagine that a lot of these publishers got like complaints because I the, when it's on a TV show one, it's like super annoying because the, like the Simpsons were some of the early TV on DVD um, releases. And when I remember like the second and third seasons, it's like every time you, it's like you have to click on the episode and then it do like some goofy animation. And then when you're in the episode, it's like an animation that loads like play episode, like chapters, like uh, commentary or whatever. And then when you click on play episode, it does another, and like it takes like a minute and a half just to like play the damn episode for each one. And it's super annoying. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not marathon friendly. No, not at all. I think the binge watching thing was not a, uh, not a thing yet. Because <laughs> I I think I feel like that this is gonna sound very weird. I think the only TV show I had on DVD, like some of it, was like SpongeBob, ah, and yeah. it was very very not like that. It was just like straightforward, high click through, high binge this please. Yeah, maybe it's because it's a kids thing too. Like they're like, oh, kids don't care about like we're not gonna work really hard to make these funny animations <laughs> for kids. Which seems silly. It seems like that should be what your yeah. That doesn't sort of seem is. backwards. <laughs> now that I say it out loud, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's they're like the kids won't understand. Yeah, 
I don't understand. <laughs> I don't Great, understand so- why Asa has to, has to call me naughty for clicking on the special features. Because <laughs> you want more, baby. That's right. You want more. That's what he should have said. That's probably, hey, uh, guys, hire me to do your DVD screens. That's right. <laughs> your transitions into fun features. It's a lost job, probably. Somebody, whoever, the same person who de- uh, designs the DVD ROM features for if you put it in your personal computer. Shut up. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, you this, could play, this guy's like, a games lot of and... them. <sighs> it's like, I wish I had the box with me, but it's like, I was looking at it today and it's like the first like uh, DVD ROM feature is like a map of the DVD ROM features. <laughs> can you, can you even play those, like put them in your computer anymore? Cause I, th- like with the operating systems being so like crazy different. I was wondering that because I, I I only have a Mac and, and well and honestly my Mac doesn't even have a DVD drive. I have a separate one for if I need to burn something. So I'd have to like do a whole setup to even test it. But they're probably not even built for Mac. They're probably for like Windows ninety five, right? Or like at least ninety eight. But I'm like you're gonna have to find like a brick of a computer. And the features are probably not worth the trouble i'm gonna gonna guess i'm gonna guess that they put the good stuff on the actual like dvd for people to watch on their tv screens probably oh gosh i can't believe i completely forgot about the dvd rom features this is what i'm here for we talk about hit hit clips and dvd roms (laughs) the lost 90s technology that's right well we're also going to talk about the future yes because the minute begins with felicity asking what the future is like and his explanation is like <laughs> i feel like he watched three movies while he was in the 90s <laughs> yes maybe so he talks about flying cars meals that come in pill form and of course that the earth is ruled by damn dirty apes <laughs> And I don't know why, but this is like one of my favorite jokes in the movie. I don't, it's such a dumb gag, but it makes me laugh really hard. <laughs> it's like, why did you have to feel so like, ah, oh, you really don't like apes, do you? <laughs> well, and I think part of what's so funny about it to me is Felicity's reaction to it. She's like super sincere, like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so, it's just like super ridiculous, which I mean, it- this whole movie is, but. But she's like, she believed him. Yes. She's like, wow. He came from an earth where people eat uh, pills instead of food and they're ruled by a ape ruling class. Because <laughs> if somebody told me that, I'd be like, no wonder you time traveled. Yeah. Shit. It's like, wow. Like, how did you get here? Like, did the apes let you go back or did <laughs> they, are you, are you like, are you an ape? Like what? <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah. I mean, if I'd have so many questions. You take his shirt off. He could pass. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's true. And then he finally lets the guy go and says, "Had you for a second. But <laughs> she, her rebuttals are like, what I specifically like about them is they're, they're Austin's rebuttals if he was more eloquent. That is true. They're like very, like, his are like kind of like goofball like witticisms and hers are very like sly uh, double entendres. Yeah, because she says, you can have me for even longer if you want. And it's like, Austin, you're like two more syllables away from 
<laughs> getting something good like that. Instead, you just have fucked up teeth and you say weird stuff. Well, and he just keeps setting her up, you know. I mean, it's almost like they plan this or something. Oh, you know. <laughs> and then, okay, this next line, I wrote that Austin seems a little bit rusty. Because he says, you're one groovy baby. Baby. <laughs> Too many babies. Too many babies. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know if it's the lack of mojo or if he's like nervous. I think he's ner- like, okay, I'm going to like read into this way more than is actually here. But he's That's like. That's what I'm here for. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's nervous because she's like, uh, you know, as I think it was early in the movie, and she says she's like more than a match for him. Like, you know, everybody, all the other girls just like swoon and they're like in the palm of his hand. And it's kind of the other way around in this scenario. Like, she's kind of con- not, not controlling, but like she's the one who's in charge of this, uh, this romance. Yeah. And then I guess reading more into your read in or like a sideways one is I was thinking like this is the first time he's dating after he got like he's. Divorced? He's a widow? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so it's like his first time dating anyone like after Vanessa. Right. And, you know, I once you get married, I feel like maybe afterwards it would be harder. Like getting back into the game. This is true. But he was only married for like a week. But but that's like 10 years in Austin. Well, that's true. That's a pretty long monogamous relationship for Mr. Powers. Yeah, he's a, he's a swinger. He can't be in a monogamous relationship. Right, which which becomes the whole like conflict in this movie later. If he could just 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 let it happen. I don't know. Yeah, it's that that's maybe like the one one of the few things that I'm not that like this was the first Austin Powers movie that I saw. Like I saw this one before the first one. And also I was like totally in love with Heather Graham as a teenager. So, (laughs) so that, that probably blurred uh, my vision of it a little bit, but um, that's like maybe one of my few problems with it is I think she doesn't have like, like um, uh, what's her name in the first movie? Is it Elizabeth? Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, what's her character name? Oh, Vanessa. 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 Uh, like Vanessa is like, you know, has a lot of like, uh, like I could, I could like tell you what Vanessa is like, like I could describe her personality, but, um, like the only thing I could tell you about Felicity is that she's like, you know, super sixties and she really, really, really likes Austin Powers, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's very like, uh, like almost every line that comes out of her mouth is like, uh, like a flirtatious, like you know, like something we're about to have in, in, in maybe the, I think it's the next minute. Like everything <laughs> is like a, I mean, I guess she's kind of like the female Austin in that way, but it just feels like there's not a lot to her character aside from that, I guess. Yeah. It's like she, I guess you could think of it in a way of like, she's the American counterpart. Right. So she truly is the American female counterpart. Because she even wears like the female symbol as a necklace, just like he wears the male one. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. You're right. So she just exudes mojo too. That's true. But there's not like other women or other men like you know fawning over her the way that that happens with Austin. Or I don't I don't know. It's just sort of weird. And then the whole thing that happens with Fat Bastard is like 
it's a little sh- it's a little shamey, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, fat bastard. <laughs> he just ruins everything. So what a guy. <laughs> Well, there's one guy who never ruins anything. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Burt Bacharach. And Mr. Elvis Costello. Yeah. I I love his little green number that he's wearing. It's yes, so cute. I wrote that down. I like his lime sweater with uh, olive green blazer or whatever. <laughs> it's a good look. It looks really good on him. He's very He's a very cute man. He's just like always happy. He's so happy. I mean, when you can just passively bring a piano into a movie just because the the person writing the movie is like, I really like you, Bert. Will you be in my movie? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I mean, you don't get scenes like this in any other movies, which is, you know, like it's in, in it's a weird thing because it's like it's almost like the movie becomes a musical for like a minute and a half. And obviously we had the same thing happen in the first one. Um but it's it's kind of awesome, and it's a great like this one is a really nice transition too because it's like the first one it's like a it's very like set up, like they get on the bus like they're on the bus and you know it's like a whole thing. But this is like they've already started playing like we've seen them in the background mm-hmm. like while they're having this conversation, and then like he goes and does the whole like fourth wall breaking introduction, which is awesome. I love that bit. I just how did you get Elvis Costello? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, and it's funny. I saw like when I was trying to look up if there was anything, you know, some interesting trivia about this this part. Like, I didn't really find anything trivia wise, but I found more than one article where they were like, "How? What a weird, odd couple that Burt Bacharach and Elvis Costello are showing up in a movie together." Because like, they're like Burt Bacharach is like the easy easy listening guy, and Elvis Costello is like kind of. Like, um, I'm trying to remember what the word they use. But He's like, like a new wave, like, yeah, grungy guy. Exactly, exactly. New wave was what it was, yeah. Like, they do not go together, but, like, the, they go together perfectly in this scenario. Like, you know, this song works great. Yeah, and they actually, par- it, I think, I don't, it wasn't for this movie. They partnered for this song before. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, because when I looked, it's, I f- feel like it wouldn't be just for this movie if they did like wild like that you would have a whole song just for yeah yeah i mean it happens now but this is an austin powers movie it's not like a blockbuster movie (laughs) right (laughs) yeah they've um partnered before on other songs oh no kidding maybe that's what those articles were talking about so in 98, they had a different song. I think they just like started collaborating around that time, and that's how it happened, maybe. That's cool. I want to get that album. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. There's like another song that they did, God Give Me Strength, which is a strange thing that um, a new wave artist would sing. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But yeah, there's like other... Oh, it's called Painted from Memory is a collaboration between them. Okay. It's the whole album. It's called it's the genre is pop and baroque pop. Interesting. Let's check that out. Yeah, it's it's funny because like the first time I saw this, I definitely did not know who either of them were. Uh because I was probably like 12 years old. Um <laughs> So I was not like, you know, a big Elvis Costello fan at the time. But like, it was funny because much later on, uh, somebody introduced me and I was like, oh, it's that guy from Austin Powers. And they're like, oh, (laughs) like, (laughs) 
<laughs> you're a goober but um uh yeah and i really like him now like, i got you know, like a lot of his stuff but uh yeah it was just i knew him from this which is funny because i started looking up all that stuff i got i fell down a watch mojo hole about elvis costello and oh, i was yeah. like oh gotta get out gotta get out <laughs> <laughs> i have like three other minutes to do notes about i can't be in this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, so ooh, go ahead no i was just gonna say uh i had i had some notes about this song you probably do too but um, H- how it fits so perfectly with the feelings no that oh. well, that is that absolutely true i had much more boring like trivia facts about it but you're mm. absolutely right <laughs> go uh go with your trivia facts and we'll end it with emotion <laughs> sure that works um so i had that uh um it was written by burt Backrack in 68 and, but the lyrics were by this other guy, Hal David. They, I guess they partnered a lot for musicals. So it was for a musical called Promises, Promises, which is still around. It's still like a Broadway play. Um, and it's been recorded by like a bazillion different artists over the years. And I think one of the more popular ones was uh, Diane Warwick did one that was like uh, that was on the charts for a long time. And this song, when they wrote it, was nom- they were got nominated for a songwriting Grammy, but they lost out to something else. No. So, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was a song I'd never heard of, of course. Like, that's how it always works. When you go, it's like the Oscars, when you go back and look at like all the great movies, like they lost to some movie that like nobody remembers. <laughs> Which is sad. It should be the other way around. Definitely. Um, but I, the other thing I had about it was that I, even though it's like, it's very simple, like what we're seeing the like background musicians play, but as a drummer, I really appreciated that what the guy is playing is, aside from the fact that, he pro- I don't think he has like a kick drum under there. It's actually accurate. Like he's on rhythm. Like usually drummers in movies are so far off what's actually <laughs> being played. It's it drives me nuts. But this one is on, which is great. <laughs> it looks pretty r- realistic. Yeah, it's like I feel like that would be a pet peeve of Bert and Elvis. They'd be like, no, no, no. You have to be playing. Like, we're not just going to fake play. Or yeah. if we're going to fake play, we're going to do it with feeling. <laughs> yeah, one, one more one more time with feeling. But the song is so, like, well put in because it, it's all about, like, you shouldn't fall in love. Or when you do, it's all, like, it's going to end badly. Right. Yeah, like in in the first movie, the whole that montage that what the world needs now is like about them like falling in love. Like that's when like like that's the moment when Vanessa starts to fall for him is like right around that. But in this one, it's like there's no like romantic conflict there, at least yet at this point. Um, They're just like sort of having fun together. And so it is just like it's almost like a foreshadowing thing, too, because it's a very it's kind of a romantic song and it's very like laid back and. Uh, you know all that but it is but it also is like talking about all the bad things that happen when you fall in love it's so sad it is sad this movie's a tragedy it's a classical tragedy <laughs> in the least classical sense of course but man this the whole soundtrack of this movie is great i think they did a really good job like uh, Gold Member might be a different story slightly, but I feel like this this one especially, they really could have like, you know, like a lot of sequels kind of 
go the wrong they take the wrong things from the, from the original that they kind of exaggerate in the sequel and in this one it's the opposite like they do a really good job of taking the best stuff about the first one and really playing with that playing it up and um like the whole like the whole 60s atmosphere and the music that they chose for it just works really perfectly yeah because that was my like that was my qualms with the first one i then we got the second one of more 60s stuff because mm-hmm. i don't i'm i grew up in the 90s i don't need more 90s i mean i do in my soul but like not in a movie <laughs> right yeah, I mean, because yeah, I mean, the 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 sixty stuff that's in the first movie is great, and then, but yeah, that's like all we get of it. So then, it was I think it was smart for them to do the second one to take have all of that like instead of instead of making it like a sixties guy, you know, in fish out of water thing. They're like, well, let's just go full, you know, pedal to the metal sixties, and yeah. it's awesome. They do a great job with it. Well, the minute ends with just sad dancing i mean it's it's very happy dancing on their part just sad on the inside to me it's yeah it's it's a weird like kind of bittersweet uh this scene is well there's a lot of this like romance that is like that feels like that i just want them to be together i mean i wanted him and vanessa to be together but you know sadly they knew all along that she was a femme Well, we, I, I'm, I'm still so baffled that I accidentally gave you Burt Minutes. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> was it, I'm, I was wondering, I don't remember what the actual minute numbers were that I was on. Like, I wonder if it's at the same part of the movie roughly. Oh my God. Would it be? I don't... That would be funny if they like really followed the formula in that way. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, catch us back for Wednesday. Cause I'm going to look this up. I've probably got, but hold on. I might have my notes here still. Oh, wait, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've got it. It was, uh, no, it was earlier in that movie. It was minute 36, I think, 35. What, literally like the week before this? Yeah. (laughs) So pretty on par. Pretty close, I guess. (laughs) So five minutes later in this movie. Wow. That's funny. (laughs) Well, do you want to plug what you're doing with your sound stuff? Uh, sure. So, um, yeah, I, I try to keep my website pretty regularly updated. It's um, harperwharris.com. Um, but I also post stuff on uh, under the same name, Harper W. Harris, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you know, post pictures on, from on set and, and stuff like that when I can. So, um, yeah, you can check out kind of what I'm working on or things that have recently come out that I worked on uh, in all those all those places. That's awesome. Yeah. Can can people like, I don't know if this is a weird question, but can people request your services? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. So if you need to request Harper services, do that. That'd be yeah. awesome. If you need a, uh, I mean, I, I do podcast editing too. Not not as much as I used to, but I, I definitely still do that. Oh, that's so, cool. Yeah. Well, don't forget to do all of the things that podcasters ask you to do. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, you can even join our club if you want. Um, you can go on Facebook and it's a closed group. So just ask me to be a part of it. It's the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club. Of course it is. That's so awesome. just just come <laughs> hang out with us. We're having a good time in there. 
I need to be in this club and I'm not. I'm I'm joining immediately. Okay, good. You got to come. It's a pretty swinging happening club, so you got to come check out what we're doing. Um, but in the meantime, don't forget, stay groovy. <laughs> <laughs>